grass tastes bad. <laughs> do, you guys watch, do you guys watch Rick and Morty? Because if you don't, you're probably like, what the fuck? It's the recording. <laughs> it's fine. I had to say it. Um, What's up? AIDS. <laughs> If you don't watch Rick and Morty, we highly suggest. If you don't watch Rick and Morty, turn this off because we're not friends. Yeah, maybe just watch it. I know that there's some type of really bad thing that's going on with the person who created it, but I watched it before then. Apparently, he did something very inappropriate, I think. But I think <laughs> I can't keep up with it. I need to. I, look I mean, into that it. doesn't surprise me. Have you watched the show? I know exactly. Um, anyway, but I watched before I knew that, so it's. It doesn't count. Me too, but now we just watch it like every day because it's so fucking weird and funny. Yeah, except I came home today in case he was watching Spongebob. So. Oh yeah, that also happened. That was a good switch up. <laughs> <laughs> and then we watched Beetlejuice in case anybody was wondering what Listen, was. Listen, we are adults, okay? <laughs> Beetlejuice could be considered scary for some people. I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> I I don't have a good time with actual scary movies. No, but we are going to watch something scary after this. Yeah, so this podcast is going to take an hour and a half because no, I don't want to watch it. No, it's going to take like 20 minutes. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into the topic. Well, first we're going to... I'm going to go on a tangent. Quick. Yeah. So I watched The Social Dilemma today. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I second guess myself, but we're back. <laughs> Finger guns. Anyway... I watched The Social Dilemma today. It's on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend that you do because that shit is whack, bro. Like, I was texting Louisa while I was watching it because she was at work and I was sitting on the couch doing nothing. (laughs) And I was at work doing nothing. Yeah. And it's wild, like, the amount of shit that people know about us just based off, like, us picking our phones up. Like, they can see how long you stare at something, what you're staring at, what time you normally look at certain things whose stuff you're looking at the most, whose stuff you're looking at the least. Um, Based off what you look at, they send ads to you based off the shit that you look at for long enough or like. So you don't even have to like shit. Like, literally, if you just sit on a post for, like, a few seconds longer than you normally do other posts, they're going to send you ads for that shit. Like, it's fucking wild. Well, they do that on Instagram when you go to your followers, like, because, or following. It shows you, like, who you're most interacting with. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's wild, bro. It's just crazy. And then it was talking about, like, the suicide rates and self-harm rates of um, young teenagers has gone up over 100% since the boom of social media happened. I wouldn't be surprised if the stats for, like, everyone was going up. No, it's just, it was insane. I seriously recommend that you watch it, but I literally went in, deactivated my Snapchat, and deactivated my Facebook today because I just don't use them. The only reason I had Facebook was for my previous job because that's how we communicated was through Facebook Messenger if we needed to get a hold of, like, everybody in the company or whatever. Um, And then Snapchat is just a bullshit excuse for people to talk to you, so I deleted that too. But I literally, like, deactivated my accounts. I didn't just delete the apps, and I just have Instagram now. But even with that, I'm, like, trying to be more cautious of my time spent on it. Like, today I've been on it a lot, but I was sitting on the couch by myself all day. Um... I don't know. That shit, like, it was fucking crazy. Like, not that it's surprising. Like, I know they know all this shit, because obviously, like, your location services and stuff are always on. you say something and an ad pops up Mm -hmm. for it. Like, the amount of times that I've said something I've never looked at or, like, had an embarrassing conversation about something that I never looked at because it's an embarrassing conversation, and that ad pops up later that day. Well, because you think, like... Siri is always listening because it's voice activated. So it's waiting for you to say, hey, Siri, and then it'll click on. I don't have mine activated. Oh, no, I was waiting for it. No, I don't have mine activated. I have to, like, click the button to do it. But, like, 
it's always listening to you. It's always paying attention to what you're doing. It's always monitoring your location. Like that's how like you can tag the location and everything or like your maps work or like if you're shopping, it knows where you're at. Well, and like, it's creepy too how much it gives people, other people access to find you. Yeah. Like, I mean, just watching Catfish, you yeah. can see certain things. Yeah. Or if you haven't watched oh, Don't Fuck With Cats, I think is what it's oh, called. Yeah. They tracked down this dude who was like doing really fucked up things to kittens, but this Facebook group tracks him down just using his social media that was super vague. Like, he didn't provide a lot, mm-hmm. but they found a picture of him with a city in the background, and they matched... Like a gas this, station or Yes, whatever. they yeah. ma- They found the exact gas station so they could find the building he lived in so they could go to the building. It's crazy. It's wild. I was talking to a cop friend of mine who said that if they're looking for somebody or something specific, social media is the first place they go, and that's where they find a majority of their information. Yeah, and so many times you're either on public or you don't screen who you let in enough, and you, like, for dudes, you see a hot... Because I had a, a cop friend who would use uh, pictures of a stripper to befriend gangster members and then figure out what they were doing. You don't, like, screen that enough. You see an attractive man or woman and you, like, press add to your private page and that could be somebody completely different. That or you see that they have someone, like, in common and you're like, oh, whatever, they know them, so might as well. Because I literally just did that yesterday. I had, um, like, my friend Sierra reposted or, like, posted a video of me on her story and then I had people that were, like, friends with Sierra try to add me and I just let them because I was like, oh, they're friends with Sierra. Yeah. You don't, like, I didn't look into that shit. Like, right. Yeah. You anyway, that's my tangent. Spend less time on your phones. There we go. And, yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next on the agenda. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. I'm, I'm here. Um, our next or topic for <laughs> Our topic I almost for today. just spit coffee out on this table. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I'm back. Our topic for today is um, goal setting and kind of talking about finding your purpose. Yeah. Um, that one, that part's going to be really brief. We'll probably do another one with somebody, uh, a special guest speaker for that one. We haven't had a guest in a long time, and I just want to tell you guys it's because we're extremely unorganized, and we realized we needed to film a podcast this week yesterday. Yep. So. Yep, this is, and we took the off week on purpose. Not really. It was no, we not didn't. on purpose. It was an accident. It was completely mm, us not planning for it. But anyway, it's Sunday at three thirty, and here we are. So. We're ahead of schedule. <laughs> we're ahead of schedule. Only because we're gonna have things to do when we normally would yeah, be filming pretty or much. recording. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna talk briefly about kind of what put us on the path that we're on now for what we believe our purpose is currently. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about how we m- took steps to like plan and hit goals and milestones and then we're going to talk about like what you should be doing when you hit those milestones um so casey how about you talk a little bit first since you always go first um about your kind of experience hitting rock bottom and realizing what you wanted to do with your life yeah so it's like really hard for me to talk about not hard like emotional but hard like big brain time for me to talk about me hitting rock bottom and coming out of that because i black so much of that out that it's hard for me to like remember details and like Cause I, we talked about this before. I had somebody ask me like, well, how did you pull yourself out of that? Like self hate, excuse you. Excuse me. And I was like, bro, I don't even know. Like I don't. Cause it's just such like a haze now because it was such a shitty time of my life that I feel like subconsciously I just like blocked all that out. But anyway, um, Luis and I both have hit rock bottom pretty hard. Like <laughs> I did my name's Chris and I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> if you haven't watched episode 
two, three. Three. Go three. ahead and watch it, because it's... Listen to it. Watch it. Listen to it. Listen to it. You can try and watch <laughs> you it. You can watch it. It's just going to be our logo. We were going to have it available to watch, but... Nope. Nope. <laughs> anyway, I hit rock bottom pretty hard. As you guys know, I talk about this pretty much all the time, but, like, I have pretty severe depression. I was in an abusive relationship. I had an eating disorder. I have a suicide attempt under my belt. Is that it? I think that's all your resume. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so that was my late teenage life. Um, and again, I can't really tell you how I conquered all of that because I just kind of did. Granted, I had, you know, my counselor that I was set up with in college, Katie, who I give credit to every time I talk about it. Um, and you know, of course I'm on medications now and my mom was a huge part of that cause she's been very apparent in my life the entire time. Apparent. 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 Cause she's apparent. she's apparent. Anyway, we are not doing well today. These are fine. No, why that's so funny. It was funny and I didn't even think about it, but that's Anyway, funny. she's apparent. So yes. continue. She was very much in the forefront. Uh, yeah. So, basically, if we want to talk, like, goals, my, the thing that I always go to is my career path, is kind of, like, my best example. Because when I was in high school, I played sports, and I loved sports, but then I saw some injuries, and I was like, that's pretty freaking cool. And then, as time went on, I realized I liked athletics, and I liked injuries, but what I didn't realize until... I was probably 20 or 21 is that I wanted to help people. Um, so, you know, in high school, I was like, I like injuries and sports stuff. And so I was like, I'm going to go into the exercise physiology realm and get that as my undergrad. Originally, I wanted to go do physical therapy. But then when I shadowed physical therapy, it was all old people with low back issues or total knee replacements, which is cool. And I wasn't like, this is lame. Like, I didn't think it was lame. It just wasn't exactly where I wanted to be. Um, so after that, I was trying to decide what I wanted to do and kind of thought maybe athletic training would be a good route. And for those of you who don't know what athletic training is, because nobody does, it's emergent medical care for athletes. So I'm the guy who runs out onto the field when the football player's shin is sticking out of his skin, basically. And I am like the first responder on the scene to help before they get taken to the hospital, essentially. Um, for those of you who still don't know what that is, I'm basically the water bitch or <laughs> the ankle taper. Um, so that's what people see athletic trainers as. However, I can straight up kill somebody if I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so that's the route I wanted to take. Uh, I graduated with my bachelor's in 2017 and was going to go directly into grad school, but I was like, holy fucking student loans. So I didn't. Um, instead, I worked for the YMCA for a year with fourth and fifth graders, introducing them to like exercise and healthy living um, through an after school program, which was really cool. And I loved doing that. I really liked working with kids and 10 year olds are awesome. Um, but then I was like, you know what, Minnesota just ain't for me. So I put some job applications out for personal training jobs, um, just kind of anywhere that was warmer than Minnesota, basically, because I had gotten my cert, um, excuse me, while I was working with the kids and got an interview here in Virginia for a personal training position. 
they obviously hired me. I moved down here. Worked as a personal trainer. They promoted me to assistant fitness director. Then they promoted me to program director at a new location. Um, and then I, after that, picked up a job as an assistant manager at a different uh, company. So I was moving up the ladder, right? Like I'm taking all these steps to accomplish goals and like get where I wanted to, where I thought I wanted to be career wise. But then I realized, and I can talk shit now because I'm no longer employed by them, but (laughs) I realized as an assistant manager, I was not respected by any means by the owner from the jump. I didn't make shit for money and I had no benefits. So I'm working a full-time job making hourly pay that was shit and I had no healthcare or insurance or anything, no paid time off, no overtime, like it literally was a like a bullshit position and it was very apparent to me after probably a few months that they didn't give a fuck. So um I started to do some kind of like reevaluation on what I wanted to do with my life and I had climbed all these ladders and I had gotten to where I thought I wanted to be, right? Like I thought I wanted to be in like a head position through a gym because I love, you know, athletics and working out and exercise and like that's my whole realm. But then I realized I was so far removed from like the helping people aspect that I had as a personal trainer and I missed that piece of it. And so I was like, okay, like, what the fuck am I going to do here? Because I either continue to climb this ladder and, like, open up my own gym, which at one point was a big goal of mine. But then I realized that literally is as far removed from helping people as possible because opening your own gym is literally business. Like, it, that's it. It's business. There's no, like, exercise aspect. There's no people helping aspect. There's no nothing. Like, it's that's a business transaction. Um... So I was like, how am I going to work my love for athletics and exercise into like helping people? And then I realized I was like, oh, well, I was going to go to grad school and I chose not to go. You know, maybe I'll look into that again. And then I realized that as an athletic trainer, I get to hang out with athletes every day and help them. Like when they get smacked in the head and they have a brain bleed, I'm the one who goes out onto the field to help them. I'm the one who goes out there when they snap their ankle. Like, I'm the one who does their rehab. I'm the one who does their preventative care. I'm the one who does all that shit. So, like, that to me was a huge eye-opener where it's like, yes, I've accomplished all these goals. And a lot of the time, I don't give myself credit for all that shit that I did because I've only lived here for not even three years yet. And I was promoted three times in my previous career field. And I just, like sweep all that under the rug because it's like my goals have just like morphed so much as I've moved on that I'm like well yeah but that's not a big deal and it is it is a big deal I just now my goals have like shifted so much and now that I've like understood my purpose more like we were talking about earlier where my purpose is to help people but do it in a field that I want to be in which is like athletics and exercise now that I have that in my brain it's like everything just makes so much more sense now And, like, grad school fucking sucks. And it's two years of literal hell. Like, I have no fucking time. I literally haven't been home all week. Like, I have class Monday through Friday 8 to 11 and then clinical Monday through Friday 11.30 to 6.30, pretty much. So, and then I was still working full-time until last Sunday. So, 
it's hell, but it's two years of hell to do something that I love to do and that I'm like called to do, if that makes sense. So I just think it's really important that you realize the goals that you've crushed to get to where you are now because a lot of the time you don't realize how far you've come until you look back on that stuff. And even if they're not related to your current goals, like they're still... And that's the thing that's so like interesting because all of mine in this realm, like in my career path realm, are fairly related. Like I never strayed away from like the exercise realm of life, but it's just like I'm going after a different end goal like before I was like yeah I want to be you know the owner of a gym and now I'm like no I want to help people like it's just and like you it's crazy that they expect you to know what you want to do for the rest of your life when you're fucking 17 years old like nobody knows that shit they expect you to choose a major when you're 17 that you're gonna do for the you know 40 years like are you kidding me I'm not even the person I was when I was 17 yeah no trust me I mean mine is my degree is completely horseshit now. Exactly, yeah. So, but yeah, that's a good segue. Talk about your Yeah, your so life. I, from a young age, knew that I wanted to help people. Um, it just, I've always been the mom of the group, like the mama bird taking care of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that I wanted to do something that was going to make a difference in the world. And, and at that point, it was in the world. I was like, I'm aiming big. At first, I thought I wanted to be a cop. And I was like, no, I don't want to be a cop. I want to do something a little bit more engaging. From a young age, I was super fascinated with the Middle East. Um, like I was taking teaching myself Arabic in middle school. Yeah. I was reading The Stoning of Soraya M in high school. Like just the whole conflict over there just really fascinated me. Um, so I kind of switched over to thinking that I wanted to do do something that was going to help with counterterrorism efforts in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, I originally started off thinking that I wanted to help specifically with the um, issues with women in the Middle East. Yeah. So um, in high school, I joined J. Razi and I was like, you know what? I think I want to serve my country. Um, I come from a family of immigrants for the most part. I think it was my dad's great grandparents, but my mother's parents came over. Um, so both sides of the family relatively new to the country. Um, and a country that has given my family so much compared to where they both started off. Um, I knew I wanted to give back and serve and um, in J. Razi having interactions with people who have served and hearing the positives that like, you always hear the negatives yeah. about war, but there's so many positives too that like our service members do for people overseas. Um, I mean, every time that a ship lands, you know, um, on a port for the most call and does a port call, there's some type of let's give back to this community effort that happens that the chaplains put on. Um, so yeah, what was that? My junior year, I found out about the service academies and it just seemed like a great deal. I can go get a college degree. I can have a guaranteed job for five years. I can serve my country, um, get a ton of experience. And then my plan was either to make that full time if I could la- transfer over to Intel and do counterintelligence work or get out and go to CIA or NSA and do that same thing, but on civilian side. Um, so fitness was not in my realm at all. I swam in high school and I loved it. And I was planning on swimming in college. Um, ended up not because the coaches at Navy were fucking dicks. I can say that now. <laughs> um, um, they wanted me to walk onto the team. They wanted me pretty much to like swim for them, but they didn't want to help me get in. So I said, no, that's not happening. Yeah. You're either going to like commit to me and like put me on the roster or I'm not swimming for you. Um, they ended up putting me on the roster after I got in, and I didn't show up to the first day of practice. They were like, where's Louisa? She was not there. <laughs> um, but, 
yeah, so uh, that was like kind of my time at the academy was focused on that. I majored in political science, uh, comparative politics with a focus in the Middle East, and I minored in Arabic. And I went to Israel and I immersed myself in Arabic. I did my capstone on, um, it was really fascinating. It was like uh, minorities and uh, getting drafted to service and that effect on government and uprising. And it was super fascinating to me. Um, But uh, my senior year, I was, well, all of the academy, I was creeping towards rock bottom. My senior year, I started to put that shit into full drive, full steam ahead. Um, And (laughs) right before I graduated was where, when I started lifting, Um, I was really starting to hate myself. I was, the bipolar was coming out hardcore. Um, Like borderline sex addiction was starting, borderline alcohol addiction was starting. Um, and I really just hated myself and I had a couple of friends who lifted. So I was like, you know what? Like, let's give it a try. Let's at least try and take a step to see if maybe I could not hate myself anymore. Um, so I started doing that and I really started to fall in love with it. And I fell in love with how it made me feel mentally and how it made me feel physically. Um, fast forward, I come down here. Um, I got assigned to a ship because of some medical issues I was having. Um, so I knew it was going to be rough because it wasn't what I wanted to do. And it was rough. And I was on the only functioning amphib on the East Coast. So our op tempo was super high. I hated driving the ship so much. Like, I hated it. Like, left full runner, steady on course five. Like, go fuck yourself. I don't want to say any of that. Um, but I loved my sailors. Because once again, like, if I feel like I'm helping somebody, I feel like I'm doing something. So I kind of clung on to, like, being mama bear for all the sailors on the ship. Um and as legal officer, that was super easy to do because when somebody would fuck up, I could literally look at them and be like, let's figure out why you fucked up and let's get you the fuck up less. Um, but I still didn't feel like it was my calling. Like, I just didn't feel like I was doing what I meant was meant to do. And then December of 2017, I lost my uncle to pretty much obesity. Yeah. Um, we don't know what exactly killed him, but he was diabetic. He had lost fingers and toes and had vein surgery and he had dialysis twice a week. He was in a wheelchair. He was blind. All because he was overweight. Yeah. Um, and so... Which is wild, dude. If I ever get like that, just cut it. Dude, I'm like... And it's so rough because he knew exactly what was happening. It wasn't like he was uneducated. You get to a point where you're, you're obese. And he lost weight, but the damage was kind of done at that yeah. point. Um, like, you get to a point when you reach a certain level of obesity where your doctors talk to you about it. And they fully, for the most part, inform you of what could happen. And he just chose to live the way he wanted to live. Mm -hmm. He had diabetes and we would go out to dinner and he would get a cream puff and a Coke. Yeah. Like, dude, you're diabetic. My dad's not diabetic. He's getting a freaking salad in front of you to try and encourage you to eat better. Like, um, I know somebody whose dad was very similar. Yeah. And it's sad, but like, let them live how they want to live. Let Mm -hmm. them be happy. He, to his last day, he lived how he wanted to live. But for me, seeing the effect it had on the family, I was like, wow, like I want to prevent that from happening. So that's when I kind of realized my calling had nothing to do with serving the country, um, especially because my mentality and kind of the mentality that is existing in the military it just started to diverge. Like I thought I was this person and the more that I explored and the more that I learned and experienced, the more I realized that's just not who I am. Um, so that's kind of what, plus you, (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of what drew me to, uh, the health and fitness field. Um, but obviously I still had three, four, no, I had four years on my contract at that time. Um, so I just started to take steps to learn more about it. Um, and I found out about the FitOps program, which I 
forget if I've talked about. If I haven't talked about it, if you're in the military or you're a veteran and you're interested in fitness, hit me up about it. It's the program I use to get certified and I will swear by it it's for forever. It's really, really, really nice I if have, you're like trying to get into that um, yeah. like realm. Yeah, I have weekly phone calls still. I have mine tonight. I have two a week actually, but I have one of them tonight um, with the people who I went through camp with. Um, definitely helped me realize a lot of things, but... Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I realized that military service, serving the country, even as a civilian, was not what I was called to do. Um, there's just not enough of that one-on-one, which is what I thrive off of. Um, the hard part about that kind of work is if you do something good, you don't really get to see the benefits from it. Um, if you stop an attack from happening, nobody knows about it. And not that you need that validation, but like you, you never truly see that, like, I did that because nothing happens, which is the goal. Nothing to happen. Well, and it's part of, it's part of that hierarchy of needs though, like being recognized. Yeah. In some capacity being like, you know what? Like we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We're not privy to that information, but like, and it's gotten a lot better. Like people do really genuinely like thank our military now and thank our, you know, civilian support. Um, but it's just not the same as that one-on-one, like, seeing the transformation and yeah. seeing the change and being, like, I helped do that. Yeah. Like, I am seeing the benefits and, like, this person's life has now changed because yeah. of me. Um, so, yeah, obviously uh, got certified um, through a couple of different avenues. I'm hoping to go back to grad school because my degree is, how we say, useless. <laughs> um, but what I'm hoping to do is work with patients, uh, clients, whatever we want to call them, who have uh, obesity-related illnesses um, to reverse effects using diet and exercise. So ideally owning my own little like practice where there's like a little mini gym and a kitchen and stuff to literally teach people how to eat properly, how to exercise properly because there's just not valuable information being shared nowadays um and some people just really need you to hold their hands through the whole process Mm -hmm. um so for me going back to the goals and stuff a lot of the goals that i've achieved are have nothing to do with what i'm doing now but they're still so important because it like led you to where you are yeah exactly and it's super hard to recognize that especially when you like switch career fields like if you're considering switching career fields don't neglect like don't think that everything you did in the past was horseshit like it's not even though it has nothing to do with what you are doing now and you can't slap it on a resume anymore for the most part like you still can probably yeah because the thing is is you pretty much still can like you still have a fucking degree Mm. so like you're still i still have awards degrees you know what i mean like you still have shit that like it sounds bad but like makes you important to employers like shit that looks good on paper so like even if you have a degree and you're literally not using it, you still have a degree. Like, you're still 10 steps ahead of that person that doesn't have one. Yeah, and not only that, but, like, acknowledge it yourself. Be yeah. like, man, like, I was top of my fucking group every fit rep that I had. I was hand-selected by the CEO to do all public affairs mm-hmm. things, all legal things, even though I wasn't supposed to be. Like, right. like, celebrate those milestones because they happen, and usually when they happen, let's be honest, getting promoted is excited, but that means more work. So sometimes you're like, you're not even that excited about it. Cause it's like, holy shit, this but is it, so much more responsibility. It's like wild though. Cause I literally, what like sparked this, um, podcast episode is I went back into my like social media, like whatever memories, archives, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you know, today, last year you were promoted or whatever. Like, you know, somebody like was saying congratulations. And I was like, I just, like, looked at that, and I was like, God, I was so excited. 
And now I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm, like, that was, like, nothing. Yeah. Like, that's not even, like, a drop in the the ocean for, like, what I'm trying to do. But it's, at the time, though, it was, like, so huge. Yeah. And it, and it, it is huge. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it is, because it gets you to where you are now. Yeah. But people are so bad about that, because it's a good thing. Like, it's a good thing to have milestones to achieve goals but those milestones are still goals right. like they're still in and of themselves goals and so achieving them is super important but people nowadays are always like i'm three goals like i'm gonna set three goals ahead of myself so that when i achieve that first goal there's no time to enjoy mm-hmm. it you're already on to the next goal well and that's like kind of life though i was just talking to some people in my cohort about this too where it's like you don't even necessarily see that you're achieving these goals because you're always so focused on the next one which is like a good thing because you should always have goals in the like in the future that you're like trying to reach but then you tend to like just miss the ones that you already accomplished because you're so focused on like the end goal I say that with quotes because that end goal is forever shifting like the more you accelerate through your goal paths the more that's gonna shift too so it's like hard because it's literally a never-ending path into fucking eternity yeah but you always have that like end goal in your head and then the end goal changes and so you're just like on this fucking like and that's why full circle bitches <laughs> living in the now is so important yes. like experiencing things as they happen in the now like absolutely don't neglect the future but celebrating these small milestones when they happen is super big for your head too like for your soul mind and body like if you don't celebrate anything, nothing's gonna ever seem good enough to yeah, you. Yeah. Like, well, and it's so interesting because I like was looking back and my friends were so like supportive of my promotions and everything. And I was like, yep, just another promotion, moving on. And it's like, no, like <laughs> you need to be proud of yourself too. Because if you're not proud of yourself for this goal that you crushed, are you gonna be proud of yourself for the next one? Probably not. So, like, get in that headspace now. And even if it's something small or something that's not related to like your end goal at the moment, you still need to be proud of yourself that you put in the work to accomplish the one that you had set prior. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, no, it, it's finding that balance between, like, not being overly ambitious and not being not ambitious at all. Like, set goals that are realistic. Mm-hmm. What is it? Smart. Smart. Smart goals. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Boom. There's another R one that I've seen, too. And I forget what it is, but there was like two different versions of yeah, it on the there test. Is. It's the same. Anyway, thing, same shit. Smart goals, um, but set milestones too, and take time when you can check off a milestone to like take a deep breath, like do something for yourself and celebrate it. Yeah. Because, like I said, you have to feed your soul too. And if you're constantly telling your soul, "Nope, that's not good enough. That's not good enough," mm-hmm. then what's the point of achieving anything if you can't take time to like appreciate what you're that, doing? That and you need to make sure that the people around you are feeding into that. Oh yeah, because like. Courtney is one of the best people to have in your in your corner because she's gonna fucking hype the shit out of you Like I remember when I went to breakfast with you and her before I moved into the batch pad And I was like, yeah And so then I was promoted and I feel like I need to move over to this side of the water because I don't want to go through the tunnel every day She was like hold up you were promoted and I was like, yeah, so then and she's like no like pause We're talking about this like you're amazing and that's so awesome. Like yeah, what's the pay difference? Are you excited? The other day and I was just like because we give each other, like, weekly updates. So yes. I'm like, here's what's happening this week, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, you got two clients? I'm like, it's literally two. Like, that's not, that doesn't pay anything. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it's so yeah, exciting. It's yeah. your first two clients. But like, I literally did that to her intern, though, too, because she started her new job. And I was like, oh, let me know, like, how it goes your first day. And she's like, oh, it's just a new job. It's nothing exciting. And I was like, shut the fuck up, because this is exciting. Yeah, and like, her job is really fucking exciting. I know. Her job is cool as shit. Yeah. But, no, that's super 
super important to like have a good hype squad, mm-hmm. have a good support system, but like make sure that you're also that support system for yourself because yeah. if like I said, if you complete continue to tell yourself like that goal's not good enough, that goal's not good mm-hmm. enough, like you're gonna wear yourself down. Yeah. Well and then, then you're gonna get to a point where like you just don't care. You just burn out. Yeah. You just don't care. Yeah. Completely burn out. You don't wanna set goals. Um and then you're complacent. Being complacent is lame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was one more thing we were going to talk about. I feel like we're at time, probably. I know, but I forget what it was. It's something about goals. Setting goals. Okay, sorry, guys. I'm typing in my code. <laughs> oh, we are. Yeah. Oh, well, that's perfect, then. Cool. Um. So, yeah, if you want to be on guests in the show, <laughs> oh my God. we're trying to get better. Okay, we're going to get better about... This is a goal. This is a this goal. This is a goal, and it's it's a smart goal. We're probably still going to wait to the last minute to record. However, <laughs> we're going to try and plan them earlier. Yes. So if you wanted to be a guest, we've, I know that there's people who have reached out who we haven't gotten back to. Reach out to us again. Because I'm going to put something on my story, actually. Me and too. just be like like a little question box and be like, if you want to be a guest, drop an emoji so that I know who wants to be a guest and then we can go from there. Yeah. Um, I'll do the same as well. Because I keep forgetting. And I then, do too. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Other than that, the t-shirts we're working on them. We're trying to make them not ugly. Oh, it's really hard. So ugly. It's really hard, guys. But I have another design downstairs that yeah, I'll show you. We have to look at that. Um. And we still have last week, and I haven't shown you I still. <laughs> well, it's because I wasn't home all week. <laughs> Dead ass. Oh, I literally was not home all week. That's fine. I felt so bad because Louisa was like cleaning the house, and I was like, "Yes, hi. I'm home for five seconds. See you lit. Never. It's lit. Um." But yeah, so that's our that's our TED talk for today. Set smart goals, uh, celebrate the goals that you achieve, and try and figure out what your purpose is. Don't just sit in a job that you hate and continue to do it and not get paid trash money. Also, look up um banana bread at work for a video. Oh uh, yeah, be cool, not complacent. Tell your friends. Yes, tell your friends.